0: This is the Wait For It Podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining me, as always, is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And welcome back to another episode, another edition of Late to the Party, in which we will... um, Well, Eric will explain what the episode is. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So super excited to talk about this film here today, Eric. One... That obviously, uh, again, very highly praised, and it just we just continue to be on the roll of watching Oscar films. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, Pinocchio, uh, this film did win Best Animated Feature, correct?
0: It did. So we are picking Oscar winners now, <laughs> and just moving into that realm. I think that trend will probably stop after this one. I think we've caught up on enough of the Oscar films that we wanted to see, but... I actually watched this first about a month ago, and I was like, I still thought about it after the movie ended, and I was like, Phil, you know, let's let's do this one. We're already on an Oscar kick, let's check it out. And Phil, I'm excited to hear your thoughts about it. What you you know thought of the film because we haven't talked about it. That's part of this series. We watch films, we uh, we you know we talk about them. Uh, we're going to talk pretty freely, but. I think for the most part, we agreed this, this movie doesn't have a lot to spoil. You know, the story of Pinocchio, it's a different spin on it. So we're going to probably keep things for the most part, spoiler free, but you've been warned, we may delve into some free uh, plot topics. And again, we have not talked about it. So this is going to be my first idea of, did you like it? Did you not? If this series has proven one thing, it definitely has given us a variety of opinions and thoughts on both sides.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it uh, <laughs> here oh, as, no. as we as we get through this episode. Um, yeah, like you said, Eric, you just, you know, I, I really hope as much as I have enjoyed watching these Oscar films, uh, as I mentioned, as after we talked about All Quiet on the Western Front, can we please talk about something happy? Can we please watch a movie? That, I mean, and granted, Pinocchio has a relatively happy ending. Again, like Eric said, we know how it goes. But still depressing, uh, de- uh, still a, a heavy watch was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, as we know and, and, and are familiar with his work and how he tends to do things. But yeah, let's we're going to talk about that, all that here in just a moment. So welcome in all the brand new listeners to the Way Four podcast. Thanks so much for checking us out. Make sure you stick around to the very end of the episode. We'll let you know where you can find all the rest of our content. And for all of you returning listeners... Thank you guys so much, uh, as always, for the support. We, uh, we super appreciate it. And for the, any of any of you that are brand new or need a little bit of a refresher, Eric, let them know what Late to the Party is all about. And then, yeah, let's go ahead and, and discuss this film.
0: Yeah, so Late to the Party, obviously, we have consumed a ton of content over the years, and there's a lot of things that we just missed or were never on our radar. So that's what inspired this series. And as you guys have heard, we are going to talk about uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Uh, which won last year, or this year, I should say. Uh, Last year film, this year Oscar winner for Best Animated Film. Uh, We're really excited to talk about this and just kind of dive into a little bit of this. Phil, this had a studded cast. And on top of that, you know, the animation style with the way that they had to do this was very intriguing. I actually watched a little bit of how they did the behind the scenes If you do watch this film and you haven't checked that out on Netflix, really, really cool deep dive if you're interested in that type of stuff. But that is what we're here to do. So, Phil, uh, why don't we let you start off and talk about the movie and what you thought? We're going to jump into really a free conversation about the movie.
1: Yeah. And here is a synopsis really, really quick. If you for some reason you're not familiar with Pinocchio, a father's wish magically brings a wooden boy to life in Italy Giving him a chance to care for the child. So again, Pinocchio. I'm sure most of you listening have seen the Disney classic, as it is often referred to as. This is way different. Do not go into this expecting a similar vibe. Um, I mean, even though you can make the argument that the you know the the Disney Pinocchio is also one of the more darker Disney films. This one takes that and really just kind of runs with. I think the actual more so um, realistic origin story of what Pinocchio is and it's a it's a story about grief, about death, about war. God can we just just more war that we're talking about here this this week Again, very very heavy. and listen Eric, here was the thing with me is that I'm not really a big fan of the Pinocchio story to begin with. So this was already a hard sell. That being said, there are some really, really brilliant bits of storytelling, as I mentioned, when it comes to talking about war and talking about death and talking about just acceptance of of yourself. But it it's really just wasn't for me. It, by no means at all, I didn't think it was a bad movie. Um, the animation, oh boy, is stunning. It, it's fantastic. And listen, I know and I'll I'll leave the. This will be the last thing I say before I hand it off to you to see what you have to say. And I I know that a lot goes into best animated feature. And listen, it's a totally different vibe and a totally different story. I can't in any realm say that this is better than Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which I think should have won best animated feature.
0: Yeah, I again, agree with that.
1: Yeah, and then this and this is very similar to All Quiet on the Western Front is in that I would never. I don't want to watch this again. Um, but it, it is it is for the anime, for animation purposes, um, you know, it definitely deserved its praise.
0: Yeah. And the story, obviously, I like the little twists and turns that they took with it. But but you're right, Phil, like on all fronts, animation included uh, Puss in Boots was the superior movie last year. Like it really it really is amazing. And uh, I watched it recently and uh, a second time and it definitely is jumping up my list. Like, I don't know why I love the last wish so much, uh, but the Puss in Boots sequel, but it's amazing to get back on track for this film. This film is amazing technically. And the story, you know, the, the twist that they go with are good. I will say that I enjoyed this movie and I would recommend it to people. So that's why I picked it as a movie that we could potentially, you know, take a look at uh, next month, you know, just to jump ahead. We're going to do Indiana Jones. We're going to watch the Indiana Jones movies. I've only seen the fourth one, which is weird, and you haven't seen any of them. We figured it's a perfect month. So I wanted to pick a movie this month that was kind of an easy dive into. It didn't require much time to devote to like we're doing next month with Indiana Jones. And I I do want to say, like, again, I think it's worth a watch. But to your point, Phil, I, I think beyond the animation... And, you know, great voice acting. You know, there's great a great cast here. This is a little bit of a dark tale, and it is a little much for this story. Do you like the Pinocchio that we got with this more than the other adaptations? Oh. Uh, for the story piece, at least?
1: <laughs> God, he was so annoying. He was so frustrating throughout the entire thing. And granted, he is supposed to be. He is a, a, a young little boy, uh, but nails on a chalkboard man i i was so irritated with him most of the time also a lot more nazis in this than i thought we're, were going to be i didn't expect well i anticipate. guess they're
0: in, they're in italy yeah. so i guess it's they yeah. weren't exactly nazis they right. were like it
1: was cuz yeah. um cuz again this is not a spoiler but is <laughs> mussolini is in this movie also didn't expect
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't expect that yeah but Lots of things when I that hand expect, goes up
1: yeah you're like oh okay uh yeah that's um yeah but, no and Again, great voice acting. Gregory Mann, shout out to, to Gregory Mann. But yeah, it, it frustrated me throughout pretty much the entire thing up until, you know, I think, you know, he has a little bit of a a revelation and evens out a little bit. But early Pinocchio in the movie, I couldn't stand him.
0: <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty annoying. Let, let's talk about a, a couple of things, though. Again, overall, Gregory Mann, uh, who voiced Pinocchio, did a great job. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the other voice actors, uh, very prominent actors. Ewan McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor playing Sebastian J. Cricket. I thought he did so good. I loved what they did with him. I love that he tried to, you know, kind of break out in a song. Never got to uh, until later on. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, You know, I will also give a shout out to uh, Tilda Swinton, who played um, both of the uh, sister, you know, characters in the movie. And I really liked that life and death comparison. They're both the character designs were really, really cool. And I, I kind of wish we spent more time on that piece was there any of the new elements that you liked a lot because again that was probably my biggest call out as far as changes to the story that I really enjoyed
1: yeah let's bring up another shout out as far as voice acting the black rabbits Tim Blake Nelson um, who you might of course know um, from uh, you know the Incredible Hulk movie but fantastic also really funny uh, when when they're like when Pinocchio's like uh, well, that's a little bit of a spoiler. I'll leave that out. But yeah, I thought their interaction with Pinocchio was really, really funny. Um, yeah, the underworld stuff or the afterlife stuff, really, really cool. Like you said, you know, the the wood sprite characters, Eric. That's like, that's a character design that, like, I don't know where I would put it in my house, but like, I wouldn't mind having artwork from that. Um, again, really a testament to uh, the animation that's at play here. Um, yeah, so the the black rabbits I thought were were certainly very funny, and also, you know, let's just go ahead and also. Uh, Uh, Transition to what's a Christoph Waltz as Count Volpe, a really a truly like bastard of a villain, you know, like in in, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's not like this villain that's trying to take over the world, but just a not a good person, you know, easy to root against. And listen, you know how I feel about monkeys, (laughs) To get me to feel bad for Spazetora is a pretty impressive feat.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, who, who, who is voiced by <laughs> Kate Blanchett? That's Poor crazy. Kate Blanchett
1: just doesn't. Uh, we'll say this: the the baboon doesn't get to speak a lot. So, Kate Blanchett, good for her for picking up that that. What was check. that
0: conversation like? Like, man, I would really love to be involved with this film. Well, we don't got <laughs> nothing for you. Here's yeah. a monkey.
1: Like Guillermo del Toro sat Kate Blanchett down, this like Hollywood renowned actress, and said, "Hey." Would you like to be this ugly baboon?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how that conversation uh, would have gone. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall. But I mean, you're just hearing all the names of actors and actresses that we're talking about. And that alone is what really kind of got me. In addition to the fact that it won Best Animated Film is what got me to watch it. When it comes to the animation style, again, the way that they did everything, the way that they had the different versions of the characters. Very much like, you know, your your classic Tim Burton films that he's been involved with, like, you know, um, The Nightmare Before Christmas and things of that nature. Like, you could tell there's, there's that, like, style that's kind of been integrated here, but obviously more modern with the animation quality. And I think this film, Phil, again, a lot of people loved it. Like, a lot of people loved it. I'm curious to know what... Uh, Do you have any of the Rotten Tomato scores or any of that? You know, we love to look at that information. Did you happen to pull that up for this one?
1: Yeah, I got it. And it is overwhelmingly positive. A 97% certified fresh score for Rotten Tomatoes and a 90% audience score. So, yeah, nines out of tens across the board, which didn't surprise me. Again, whenever it came out, I remember it got a lot of praise, like you said. And, And Eric, let's just mention Some of those other names we haven't gotten to yet, um, as far as Ron Perlman, John Turturro, Finn Wolfhard, and uh, again the um, the list goes on as far as recognizable names. Just wanted to make sure we mentioned them as well. And then David Bradley as Geppetto. So yeah, you know when you come to when when Guillermo del Toro comes to the plate, you know with a project, you know that he's going to bring the heat. You know which is why you know he's he's obviously known for. Such amazing projects like you know Pacific Rim, um, but th- that's why you know I was like I'm going to give this a chance <laughs> and see see how it goes. If the the director of Pacific Rim you know wants to make an animated film, you know I'll listen. Is this your way of just getting me to want to watch Pacific Rim next month on or on season five of Super Bracket Bros? I will be representing
0: Pacific Rim. You will. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, who knows? Maybe we'll do Pacific Rim in the future. You know, that's something you've been holding over my head for a while. Let me say this also, Eric, is that I would rather, I'm glad,
1: I would have preferred to watch this over Shape of Water. I don't ever want to watch that. Let's never. Wow. I don't want to watch. What's wrong with Shape of Water? I don't want to watch that girl bang a fish.
0: (laughs) What's wrong with that? I don't want to see it. Listen, if we looked into your search history, I'm sure we'd be shocked to see what's there. I'm, I'm sure girl banging fish would be the least of your problems. See how far down I have to scroll. Probably not far. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, wow. That's what a we're turn. We talking about. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, uh, I mean, Phil, with this movie, I, I, again, a lot does happen, but there's really not much to talk about here. And that's what I think. I walked away maybe the most disappointed in. Uh, Again, I really enjoyed the film and I do recommend it. Uh, But kind of the episode speaks for itself. Like, it's a different take on Pinocchio. The animation quality is great. Uh, It's got a great cast. That's kind of the summary of this movie. And I guess in that sense, it's a little disappointing in the sense that it won an Oscar. When I can kind of describe the movie in... A couple, like it's a Pinocchio. Couple words. It's, it's Pinocchio. Pinocchio.
1: They add they add a couple elements that are a lot more adult. You know that I I do actually think they did really really well. Again, like when we're talking about Death and War, um. But again, if you did, if you weren't predisposed to liking Pinocchio beforehand, you're not really gonna. This isn't gonna change your mind for the most part. At least in my opinion. Let me ask you this, Eric. You watched the Sea Beast, right? Didn't you and your family watch the Sea Beast? We did. Okay. So between. We all know how we feel about Puss in Boots. So because the Sea Beast was also nominated. So between this Pinocchio, Turning Red, and the Sea Beast, which one of those three was the best movie? That's a good question. And the other movie that was uh, nominated, which I do want to watch, is Marcel with the shell with the shoes on. I need to watch that too, but haven't seen that yet.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up on this series at some point. Yeah, um, I really want to watch that. Yeah, so we need to put that on our list. Uh, so out of the three that I did see... I like the Sea beast, but it really felt like just kind of, and it was good. It was enjoyable, but I mean, it just clearly felt like a How to Train Your Dragon ripoff, right? So yeah, like that's a, what I heard. Yeah, it was like a B tier How to Train Your Dragon. I'd rather watch How to Train Your Dragon. So it's Pinocchio, uh, not because I didn't like Turning Red, but Turning Red. I mean, I've I forgot about that film. That film was not, you know, catered for me. It wasn't directed to me as an uh, as a target audience, so I didn't really relate with that that movie uh as much obviously. So for those reasons, Pinocchio, but that's kinda like by a default, like a default <laughs> uh win for Pinocchio. But clearly number two, I think we love Puss in Boots like way too much. <laughs> so According to other people. Not can't. I don't believe that. But I don't know, because remember when we had Jay,
1: shout out to Jay again, Super Bracket Bros, watch it. He enjoyed the hell out of it. So we have never shown that film to somebody and they came away disappointed. It hasn't happened.
0: That's true. That's <laughs> true. He made a video about it. Jay he did. never <laughs> makes a video. He, like, made a crafted video. Yeah. We were so. we were thoroughly impressed. But, you know, this this episode has been three quarters of us talking about Pinocchio and a quarter of us talking about Puss in Boots. Other stuff. Yeah. So an indirect Puss in Boots in episode. In my search history. <laughs> in your search history. Is Oof. there anything else that we might want to throw in here before we kind of wrap up again we we kind of figured this would be a little bit on the quicker side and again a, a big recommendation for me i definitely don't want that to get lost in some of the comedic moments we're having here about it uh i, I really i liked it enough where i would recommend it to someone i don't like it enough where i would hold, hold a watch party to watch it that's not going to happen Yeah, I think
1: the only thing I would mention, Eric, if parents have watched or listened to this episode and gotten this far in, it it is very heavy. It is rated PG, Eric. I think you could have rated this PG-13. You know, like if there was between a PG and a PG-13 rating, that's what it would be. Like, isn't there like a PG-10 or 12 rating that exists for like TV shows or something like that? T- no that's tv 14 that's what i'm thinking of but
0: yeah <laughs> which, is, which is more than yeah, 13, which is higher
1: yeah. so it's like i would just say that it's it's definitely a lot heavier again it deals with all those things that we talked about and there's also some pretty disturbing imagery so that would just be what i would say is you know i don't i do know we get parents that listen to this uh listen to these episodes as well so just be be careful when it comes to that did you watch this with uh with your son
0: I did, and okay. uh, it's right down his alley. He loves. Yeah. Stuff well, yeah, like he loves that, all you know? that dark shit. So he's yeah, which, which <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense at all given his personality. But uh, yeah, you know, and then like, I mean, with Geppetto's story, especially like the movie starts heavy, right? <laughs> yeah. So without getting without getting into it too much, I immediately looked over and was like, "You good?" And, and he was. So uh, no, I I recommend I, depending on the relationship you have with your kid and and what they watch. I think it's okay, but yes, it is darker. I mean, it also has themes around war, um, loss, all of that. So Mussolini. Just be mindful. Yeah, <laughs> too. Be don't to uh, kid to, to Google who, who Mussolini is? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, but Phil, if you want to go ahead and wrap us up here uh, again, I'm really glad we did watch it. Um, we can say we did it. Uh, definitely excited to uh, do Indiana Jones next yeah. month. So, that's going to be a task. We're going to need to start on that ASAP. Right. Because if we wait till the last minute to watch three to four Indiana Jones movies, it's going to be a problem. I will say I'm not going to make Phil watch the fourth one. I think we're going to definitely do the first three. But if you get a chance, Phil, I have watched it. I don't know it. if we're
1: going to watch the fifth one after what people are saying.
0: <laughs> well, listen, people that love Indiana Jones love Indiana Jones. So, all I'm saying is if you, enjoy, if you enjoy the first three watch the fourth one if you have time and we'll we'll talk together about if the fifth one is something we watch together me personally if you don't go with me i'm probably not going to go see it i don't think i'm going to fall in love with indiana jones but i I don't know i love harrison ford love steven spielberg who knows what's going to happen yeah it's got kihi kwan a very very
1: young obviously kihi kwan in it so excited to check it out and um yeah that'll be a really really fun one and hope you know hopefully we don't anger people after watching three Indiana Jones films, but who
0: knows? Can't be can't be worse than The Shining. It,
1: that's what we say. But we're going. We
0: went to the Indiana Jones spectacular show at Disney.
1: That was had great. Had a blast.
0: That yeah. was great. Shout, shout out it's to like that.
1: <laughs> shout out to the wrestler formerly known as Kona Reeves. I'm sure he listens to this podcast. So yes, shout out to him. But one of
0: the, one of the greatest. Yep. But. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but again, Eric, uh, you know, just as this series has continued to do and you know expands our horizons. Because honestly, I would not have watched this without having this, the podcast to do so. And even though I didn't thoroughly enjoy it, I am glad that I watched it just because, again, the respect for Guillermo del Toro and also uh, whenever you get stop motion animation, you know, I just think it's just so special and it, so much work goes into it. So definitely check it out. Um, even though, like I said, I don't, I don't have the the rave review about it. I, like I do echo Eric's sentiments when he say. It is worth your time. But thank you so much for all of you uh, for checking out this episode. For anybody that is brand new or if you need a reminder, make sure you click the Linktree link in the show notes of this episode. You can find everything you need, all of our social media pages, as well as links to all the rest of our episodes. And as uh, you know, we are coming up on the month of June, make sure to head over to the Bold Met Surrey website and buy your tickets as soon as possible. Eric and I will be there again for our third straight year here in Jacksonville, Florida. And That lineup is insane, guys. I cannot wait to uh, talk to all those voice actors, see all the vendors and everybody and all the artists once again here in June 2023. So we really, really uh, can't wait to see you guys. Um, Also, make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please head over and leave us that five-star review. But if you want to support us a little bit extra, Eric will let you know how you can do that.
0: Yeah, and that link is also in the show notes to our Patreon where supporters like Briar are helping the show with a uh, donation and support through different tiers that are available. So definitely make sure to check those out and to see which one fits your needs the most. We've got a lot of bonus content there from unedited videos to early access and much, much more. You can also support us directly through Buzzsprout and the subscriptions on our main page. And again, even if you like, share, comment on our social medias, we truly, truly appreciate all of the support. With all that being said, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on the podcast. And all you have to do is wait for it. So,
1: I heard you're looking for a go-to source
0: for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? PLUS ULTRA! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.